Sonic. Laconic. The show where we juice and jam our way through each episode of the 1993-1994 Sonic the Hedgehog animated series, colloquially known as Sonic Sat AM. I'm Alberto. I'm Ida, and we have a special guest host today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hey, what's up? This is uh, Eric. Welcome, Eric. We're excited to have you. Yeah, happy to be here. All right, Alberto, what episode are we watching today? Today, we will be watching episode three of season two, uh, and it is titled something. I don't remember. Is that a joke? Are you riffing? Because <laughs> that's pretty funny if you are, because the episode's called No Brainer. Oh, oh. yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> Eric watched it, is much more prepared than your seasoned hosts. (laughs) Alberto, you didn't watch it yet, right? Absolutely not. I don't do any extra work. Okay, me neither. Good. So what do you think it might be about, Alberto? Um, I think it's going to be about uh, Antoine is going to be revealed to not have a brain, (laughs) but then everyone's going to be like, oh, well, that makes sense. (laughs) That sounds like about two minute episode. It's funny how close you are to dancing to the truth, or toward the truth with that assessment. I'm dancing? Dancing. Dancing real close. I'm mixing a lot of metaphors there, but you're dancing. I see. But it's a two-minute episode, and they play it on a loop for 30 minutes, because they know also the audience doesn't have a brain, so they're not going to be able to remember it the first ten times that it's played. That is dancing a little farther away from the truth. (laughs) Okay, well, now that we've made our guesses, we're going to go watch the episode. Me and Ida's first time, Eric's, like, 18th time. And then we'll be back to discuss it. Yep. In a few seconds for you, listeners, but in a lot longer amount of time for us. Through the magic of editing. So, let's... Do do it! it, Do it. it! I apologize for some banging. Malcolm has his, he, I don't know if Sidoni told you, but he was like licking Who? his leg a lot. Who is, who's Malcolm? Listeners. Listeners. Malcolm. <laughs> my dear, my dear cat. Uh, but he yeah, was licking his leg a lot, so he has like a missing fur patch and like some like little scabs. So as a result, we went to the vet and got him like an ointment. So he's like wearing his cone of shame right now in the other room since I can't keep eyes on him because he'll lick it otherwise. So he's like banging against the door right now because it's approximately his beating time. So I apologize in advance. You better be sorry. Anyway, yeah, back to uh, <laughs> back to the show. All right, listeners, we watched No Brainer. And here's what we have to say about it. OK, well, real, real quick. Can I just talk about the elephant in the room? Yeah. May I? Where? Uh, and obviously I'm talking about the parallels between... The Freedom Fighters and the uh, Mujahideen Fighters in the 90s. Oh, of course. <laughs> right? We're, we're, all, we're all talking about that. Tell us more about that. All right, let me paint you a picture. For the listeners, we know about it, but let the listeners know. Of course, of course. All right, dear listeners, if uh, you didn't know about this. So this is my whole theory about the show, is that... It was done in like during the fervor of like freedom fighting. Like, you know, they're called freedom fighters and they're like, let's be real, just basically terrorists, eco terrorists, animals. 
We can agree on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, brief history lesson. 1979. Uh, end of the Iranian Revolution. So that's when the Islamic regime that we currently have with Ayatollah Khomeini. Um, so they overthrew the last monarch of Iran in that year. So that's, you know, this is like when these writers obviously were growing up. Well, not growing up because I think they were like middle-aged. Anyway, 1993, the year that this show came out, five years after the uh, Iraq-Iran war. So they go to war with Iraq. And that's basically a proxy war between the U.S. and the Soviets at the time. So the Soviets are backing Iran. We are backing Iraq. Uh, And specifically, the U.S. is backing the Mujahideen freedom fighters uh, led by Osama bin Laden. Yeah. All I'm saying is this was written at a time when today we would probably be calling Sonic a terrorist. So I just wanted to acknowledge that and uh, paint that picture for you. Dear listeners, as you listen about these these antics. So Sonic is based on Osama bin Laden? Uh, well, I mean, your word's not mine, but also yes. It's some riveting stuff that I'll be sure to cut out. Well, I mean, just think about it, bro. Think about it. I don't think. I mean, Sally's a monarch, right? Yeah. Allegedly. She's a princess. Got overthrown. Robotnik, obviously Russian. You know? Obviously. Yeah, I... I was wondering how Robotnik has all the resources that he has. Yeah, backed by the Russians. Anyway, I'm just, you know, I knew we were all thinking it, so I just had to get that out of the way. Let's talk about the episode. Okay, so Snively's like pretending he's in charge. Robotnik is like, cut it out. I have to go. Didn't he say he was going to go get Sonic? Like he was going to go to Knothole? He said there was a freedom fighter uprising in the north. Oh. Yeah, so I thought that was weird too, and I had to look up, like, the different cells of this terrorist organization. And evidently there are others. Anyway. Robotnik's gone. He basically announces that he's like, all right, I'm dipping out for this episode. Snively, take care of things. But doesn't Mm -hmm. explain what things are or, like, elaborate how to do so. He's just like, take care of things. But also, I'm sorry, we jumped uh, quite a bit ahead, actually to that simply scene. So the episode, it opens with an established shot on Rotropolis, right? That's what it's called. Robotropolis. Yeah. And uh, old Chuck, the Robo Chuck, he's uh, skulking around, right? And he's going towards some like H.I. Giger inspired church kind of thing. Very gothic, cyberpunk, gargoyle church. And he does like a dead drop into one of the gargoyle necks. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we see Sonic in a like a wharf zone or something, like outskirts of town. It's like a junkyard. Yeah, like sprinting through and Sally's looking at him through binoculars. And she's like, ah, I'm so mad. And I don't know exactly why she was mad. Was it because he was eating? He was eating chili dog. But he's also spending like thousands of calories of a second probably as he's sprinting. Like he's got to eat. So I don't know why she was so upset. But He also forgot to do what the mission was. He didn't even get the... The secret message. He had to go back for that. That is a fair point. So yeah, what does the uh, what does that dead drop note from Chuck say? I don't remember. It says the roboticizer has been moved. I'll tell you when I find out where it is. Oh yeah, so, like cancel the mission. And then Sally's like, "What do we do?" Or that robot bunny's like, "What do we do?" And Sally's like, "Well, I don't know." What Let's do you just... mean that robot? That robot bunny? Ro bunny, right? Do you want to know her name? Robunster. Uh, what it, it's Bunny Robot. Close. 
It's not bunny robot? Uh, Rabot. Rabots. There we go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call her Robunny. So anyway, she's like, what do we do? Sa- oh yeah, Sally girl. I'm not a fan of that. It's because she's Southern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's no excuse. But anyway, yeah, she's like, oh, I'm going to go. Let's go back. Let's just go back and wait. And Sonic's like, no. And then leaves. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to... Yes, yeah. Oh, he's talking to his Alexa, and he's like, Alexa, buy me some soft uh, paper towel. And then, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. And he goes to, like, his computer, and just, like, it turns, and he's like, oh, now what's to do? And he's, like, browsing something, and then, yeah, Robotnik comes and grabs him. <laughs> and Robotnik says, like, get it together, or I'm gonna turn you into a paperweight. Get it together. I'm going to turn you into a paperweight. Also, lead the whole operation while I'm gone. Yeah. Then it goes over to Sonic in what I thought was a sewer, but upon rewatching it, it seems to be like a train station slash like sewer because it's below ground, but there's like a grate that leads like right from the street into like it. So like any rain would just like bring all the water in there, but there's a bench. And also there's a chili dog vending machine. My all overall question is, why is there a, like, serviced uh, chili dog machine in this, like, sewer, like, station tunnel thing? In case Robotnik gets hungry? I would assume it would be pre-Robotnik's reign. Yeah, but it looked in, in pretty good condition. Like, if you looked around, you thought it was a sewer because there's, like, stuff growing on the walls. But that chili dog machine was, like, immaculate. And the dog comes out hot. It's got steam on it. It looks, you know, good. You want to know the real reason it was there? Yes. So that Sonic could get a chili dog from it in this episode. Maybe the chili dog machine is a lure. A trap. But it's not. Because he eats the chili dog, right? He eats the chili dog. In like one bite. Yeah, and then he overhears the, the like, there's robot guards, like, basically saying, I know the roboticizers, and then here, anyone looking for the roboticizer should listen to me right now. <laughs> And he starts, he's here's like, here's the code. the code. Yeah, let me shout this at the door that needs me to shout it instead of... Let me repeat this a couple times. Yeah. So, yeah, Sonic hears him. He's like, I'm gonna go follow him. They bring a whole bunch of freedom fighters in to be roboticized. And there's like a chicken and like a wolf or something. I think that was a furry. Hey, if they're happy, Eric, let's let them furries be happy. All right, all right. So after Sonic saves the furry and the rest of the crew, he gets shot by that memory ray, right? Oh, yeah. So Sonic gets picked up by Snively, and in his stupor or whatever, he's like, who are you? And Snively's like, I'm a cool guy, and I'm your boss now. And he's like, sweet. And they were about to kiss. (laughs) Yeah, is that canon? Yeah, it's Snivelick. Snivelick. They were like staring deeply into each other's eyes. Snively was like, I'll take care of you, Sonic. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that uh, snot all over his mouth. Maybe that's what Sonic likes. Okay, well, moving on again. Uh, <laughs> so after he convinces Sonic, Snively's like, all right, you're my guy now. And he's like, sweet. So they go off to do whatever they're going to do. And then it cuts over to the forest. And there's like some huts and Sally's in there worrying about Sonic. And Bunny is trying to sleep. Bunny's over there yawning, just like, couldn't care less. Like, yeah, whatever, he'll show up. And then that frickin' dragon, uh, who's 
definitely Anton's competition for worst character on the show. <laughs> but she just like busts through the door and she's like either intoxicated or she's having like a mental break or something. But she's this like, is what dude, she's like, always like. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. Anyway, so that just Well, considering confirms. how often she crashes into things, she's probably got like several concussions. Oh, so she's not intoxicated? She's just like got brain damage? Brain damaged, yeah. But anyway, she busts through the door and and then Sally's like, oh, you were out looking for Sonic, right? Did you find him? Like, oh, like I saw a lot of things, but didn't see Sonic. And then Sally's like, oh, well, I'll, let me go talk to Chuck or something because he'll know what to do. So she like starts cooing. Cooing. And then a freaking <laughs> parrot, dragonfly, lizard chimera thing just like comes flying into the scene and it has like a helmet and a little messenger tube and Sally just like pops a message in there and it just flies off. I didn't know what the hell that was. Have you seen that thing before? Oh no. No. <laughs> we may never see it again. And then it like slowly transitions out to a scene where Snively's talking to Sonic and like what seems to be live footage of that situation and he's like, that's Sally. She's a troublemaker. <laughs> And he's like, Sally, troublemaker. And he's got like those fuchsia eyelids or irises or whatever. So you can tell he's got scrambled brain. But like, how does Snively have live footage of the situation and not know where they are? Especially because one of the next things he says is, go find Knothole. It's somewhere (laughs) in the Great Forest, but we don't really know exactly where. Figure out where I left this camera. (laughs) I thought the, the little creature was on Snively's side. But then the next scene, we, uh, we see Chuck skulking around again, like, because that's all he does. And then the bird thing just flies up to him and drops off the message. And then he goes over to the junkyard and, like, there's just some more cooing. Like, Sally's cooing, Robuddy's cooing, and then Chuck's cooing back. And then he just, like, comes over and he's like, what up? They're still looking for Sonic at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, Sonic's still missing. Chuck's like, we haven't found him. He's like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe he could be in the prison. And like, we haven't, we haven't guessed that. Like, Robotic would never put his enemy into a prison. What do, what do they think people are doing with Robotic? Kicking back, hanging out. <laughs> but then they're like, we gotta go check it out. Sally and Chuck go, right? That's when I was like, they need to come up with a better plan because Chuck is undercover. But then they did. They went into these little like Dalek things, to sneak in. We just see uh, those robots scooting door to door, and, like, another guard robot is, like, asked for their ID. Like, robots in this universe are designed to do such mundane jobs. Like, they push buttons or they stand guard at doors. Like, why not just make a door that locks? And, like, (laughs) these robots are carrying key cards with them. Like, they have pockets for these key cards. It's just so (laughs) stupid. Anyway, yeah, they hand key cards, get to the door, and then they find a jail cell and pop off the tops and, like, oh, it's Chuck and Sally hiding inside because there's no internal components to these robots. Yeah, I was going to say, why is there a spot for them to hide in? And how are they controlling them if there's no components? And I was like, did they stick their arms through? But then how do they move? Because it was like like those tank tracks on the bottom, so it's not like they stuck their feet through. They're running inside like 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 a a treadmill. (laughs) But yeah, they got in, and then, yeah, they're in there, and they hear some, like, cackling, and... Conveniently, it's Snively and Sonic just They're yucking it up. Arm in arm, yeah, just yucking it up. I don't remember what happened after that, but then we cut back to everybody's back in that hole. I think the last thing we see is Snively deleting Sonic outside, 
and Chuck and Snelly are like sneaking up the ramparts and like watching the situation. Uh, Snelly's like, "All right, go north and like find these guys that we've never been able to find." And he's like, "How am I going to do that?" And he's like, "Yeah, they'll probably find you." So yeah, then like we see Robot Bunny and Sally riding that dragon. And they were like, keep it straight, keep it straight. And she hits something again, yeah, because she's an idiot. I think that's happened in every episode of this season so far. Yeah. They've been riding on Dulcie and she just crashes. It doesn't seem very efficient, because before this season, they were getting places without this dragon. They also had a plane, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so after we see the dragon hitting a tree, uh, we see Sonic running around the Great Forest. And he's on the radio with Snively. And he, yeah, he's got a radio to Snively, but not a camera or anything. He's just like, yeah, I can't see anything, boss. Just like walking around, and that's, that's it. Uh, we just see Snively tracking him. So then goes over, and we see Knothole. So they're talking around some huts, and Sally's like, listen up, terrorists. Uh, our leader, Sonic, is under mind control. And Antoine's like, oh, well. I knew he was trouble. Yeah, but he says it all French. <laughs> Do the accent. Eric, do it. Uh, I can't do a French accent. You could try. I cannot do a French accent. <laughs> that was okay. Uh, he's talking smack, and then that dragon pipes up, and he's like, oh, shut up, Antoine. Which, to me, that came off as, like, a class clown bullying another class clown, just so they look better. It's the two people at the bottom of the totem pole fighting for second to last place. Yeah, it was just like more pathetic than anything else. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so then after that outburst, uh, Bunny's like, oh, by the way, where's Tails? Because we're all supposed to be like babysitting him. And they're like, oh, he's in the lookout tower. And Sally's like freaking out and uh, we got to go save him for some reason. Because he's a baby. Yeah, but why was this baby like three stories up? alone on a lookout with no railing yeah why why does he have a shift <laughs> yeah he's working he's up in dangerous situations i mean these are terrorists after all we've already established that clearly so i don't think child welfare is probably like on the top of their priority list but anyway so sonic is running around the forest and tails is up in this tree and sonic is like hey What's up? You're, uh, you're Tails, right? And he's like, well, that's, that's weird. Yeah, I am Tails. He's like, do you want to race me to your secret base? And he's like, sure, buddy. <laughs> and then they do. Well, Tails is like, nah, I've got work. And then Sana's like, no, just race me. And Tails is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like he just Manipulated caves that immediately. He wants to be loved. So they run back to Knothole. And then Sonic, like, forgets about his mission or something, right? Because he's like, I'm tired. I gotta go take a nap. No, that was just a ruse. Well, that was a ruse to get in the building? To, oh, to so be alone. To contact Snively, okay. yeah. And do you know what Sonic said right before he went in his hut? He said, even hedgehogs need a little beauty sleep. But I don't think Tails believed him. Because mm -mm. then he goes and tattles. Oh, yeah, he meets up with Sally and the dragon. And uh, Sally's like, oh, yeah, he's uh, Sonic's under mind control. Uh, Dulcie, why don't you explain it? <laughs> like this dragon who can't even form a sentence. Here, just please explain the whole thing to this child. I think the point of that was so Sally could go 
spy on Sonic. She was like, I don't have time for this right now. I have to go save the situation since nobody else can help me, apparently. So you two figure it out. Could have just said Sonic is under mind control. That's it. Oh, no, you're right. Because instead she said, that's not the real Sonic. The most confusing thing. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, please elaborate on that, Dulcie. I'm just going to go over here and uh, actually do something. She goes over and snoops, and she sees Sonic on the radio talking to Snively, his main man. He's like, what's up, my main man, Snively? She pops in the window and eavesdrops, and Snively's like, all right, I'll be there soon, so round up those terrorists. Um, and Sally's like, all right, well, can't have that, so. Let's all hide under this tree stump. <laughs> She's like, meet me at, like, tree stump number one, and the <laughs> Robunny like, lifts it up, and they all just run in there. And then as she's doing that, she's like, we got to get Sonic back to normal. But, like, doesn't explain how, like, hiding in this bunker with no exits is going to <laughs> accomplish that. But also, there's a lot more Freedom Fighters than, like, the main ones. So where is everyone else hiding? Because there was clearly not enough room under that one tree stump. Yeah, there's those pigs. That woodpecker. Yeah, there's that boar. Mm-hmm. Well, wherever they are, they're safe. Yeah, we saw at least Rotor. And Dulcie and Sally, Uncle, and Antoine. That wasn't the real rotor, Eric. That was Fodor. Is that true? Did you see how he looked? Uh, I saw he looked pretty cool because he had a hat. Character design changed for season two. Did he used to look cooler? Looks awful. Yeah, he used to look way better. Okay, so they're hiding in this stump and somehow... Um, Snively got the coordinates, so he shows up. And he's got a new helmet on. It kind of looks like Shredder's helmet from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, he looks he looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Snively the Great, he looks real cool. And he's like, I know you're in there, you need to come out. So they all come out with their hands up. But Antoine, of course, is like, oh my god, Snively... I missed you so much. How's it going? It, something was going on behind the scenes because they obviously know each other. Yeah, and Antoine is kissing his feet. Mm-hmm. It was pretty intimate. Well, Snively was not into it. Or he, he purported not to be, but that could be because there was an audience and he's not voyeuristic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In any case, he was like, yeah, get off me. I'm going to scramble your brain too. But yeah, he's... Scrambling brains of all those freedom fighters that were hiding under the thing. I think he scrambles Dulcie's first and like... Because she calls him a shrimp boat. Is it really going to do that much? Yeah. I think her brains are already pretty scrambled. Yeah, maybe it'll help her out. But in this point, they get really willy, really willy-nilly with the brain scrambling. It's like they don't really know what's going to happen when they shoot this thing around, but everybody's just shooting everybody with it, apparently. Because then Snively gets brain scrambled it was the 90s chuck's like oh uh, we can get sonic out of this if we get a power ring that's that's what we need and sally's like oh it's gonna be two minutes from now that's when the next one's coming i don't know how she knows it's gonna be two minutes like again she's not wearing a watch or like didn't look at a clock or anything but she's like one's coming up in two minutes and tails is like okay i'll grab it and then, so he grabs it and they make sonic touch it so yeah he's, he comes back to normal and he's like, Snively, you're going to get memory zapped now. It's, it's lucky that the powering turned him back to normal and didn't just power him up still evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, luckily our beloved sugar hog got back to normal and turned the gun back on Snively. And then they drop him off in his headquarters. Yeah, why did they do that? <laughs> like, they could have used the memory gun on Robotnik, right? Or, like, tried to or done anything useful. 
They could have held Snively hostage. Yeah. They could have done anything but return the status quo. No, I'm sure that they'll uh, keep that memory gun tucked away and use it in every occasion after this. I guess my one thought is they dropped Snively off. They told him that Robotnik was a bottom-dwelling scum sucker that's lower than a snake's belly. So they were like, okay, he's going to fight Robotnik, but we don't need to help this at all. He'll do it. <laughs> okay, problem solved. Yeah. But then Robotnik shows up and just threatens Snively and that unscrambles his brain. Snively like tries to tackle Robotnik, but Robotnik <laughs> like repels him with his stomach. Like yeah. Snively dives into his stomach and then Robotnik like shoots him back out. <laughs> I think the message is, if your friend is ever in mental distress, just try hitting him, and maybe that'll stem out of it. <laughs> That's a good idea. Oh, but one thing they did do is remove like the, the um, location of Knothole from the, the database. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, Chuck's like, yeah, don't worry, this is literally the only spot that he recorded the location of Knothole. It wasn't on any other device, and he didn't write it down. This is it right here. And so, yeah, they, they purge the memory. But then Snively is like to Robotnik, oh, I know where it is, come with me. And they go to the Great Swamp, and there's a whole bunch of flies flying around Robotnik, so his patience is being tested. And then it ends, basically. Mm -hmm. We have one more segment, Eric, if you weren't aware. Oh. Ida, what's it called? The one-sentence summary. So we all think of one sentence of the episode, and we say we say them. <laughs> and it can be just about anything. Okay. Hmm. Okay, well, I can sandwich myself in here, but I won't go first since I... Uh, what, you didn't prepare one? You were so prepared before. <laughs> I have uh, 11 pages of notes, but uh, this is out of my... <laughs> yeah, do you want me to send them to you after this? Oh, yeah. I want to read it when I go to bed tonight. I have some links about the uh, the Iranian Revolution, <laughs> the Iraq War, to, in case you were going to fact check me on that. What kind of show do you think this is? <laughs> we don't do any of that. We don't even watch the episode beforehand. Okay, I have mine. Mine is, Snively really does have to do everything himself. I think he said that in the episode. Eric, what's yours? Um, I guess... My one-sentence summary would be, Sonic was nicer with a scrambled memory. Berto? Snively plus Sonic equals heart emoji. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd buy that t-shirt. Okay, well, uh, anything else? Cool, well, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks and for being talking a lot. More prepared than either of us. A little too <laughs> prepared, if you ask me. Alberto, that's the whole point of a podcast. All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. See you next okay. time. Okay. Yeah, we don't have an established Okay. Bye, listeners. Bye, listeners.
Just bring a new flavor. Why? Well, 